Hey folks, before this episode of Podcast on Fire, I want to point you towards the store of our friends at Terracotta Distribution. At shop.terracottadistribution.com you'll find all titles from labels such as 88 Films, Arrow, Video, Cineasia, Third Window, Eureka and of course Terracotta's own line of Hong Kong, Taiwanese, Korean and Japanese titles. Find them at shop distribution.com and Podcast on Fire Network listeners get 10% off at checkout using the code ETERNALROSE. That's capital E-T-E-R-N-A-L, capital R-O-S-E, Eternal Rose, all in one word. Go to shop.terracottadistribution.com and now let's get on with the show. Welcome to a podcast on fire on the Wicked City. Producer Choi Hak takes his love for Japanese manga and anime by taking one of its popular films, Wicked City, to the big live screen as the Wicked City. And this is the second episode in our series uh, on the films of actor Leon Lai. So it's not about Choi Hak, it's about Leon Lai, damn it. Uh, he started out strong and uh, we did as well in our first episode covering Fruit Punch and... Uh, this uh, series of uh, nine Leon Lai movies uh, is uh, us tro- sort of cheekily trying to determine if he's any good or not, if he's lie or if he's designated by. And uh, in, in terms of his efforts, because we, we've had examples in the past where oh, oh, this movie is excellent, but the actor we're covering, uh, not so much. And it so it it can be a negative grade <laughs> in 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 that in that uh, re, uh, respect as well. Anyway, we're gonna judge his efforts in the Wicked City. And my name is Kenny B. And uh, with me is Phil G of uh, Eastern Film Fans and uh, Blu-ray Disc Audio Commentary fame. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for that introduction. And you're right, it is. Yeah, we did some hard work there and well deserved. I think forgetting to mention and and to yourself for also you know dabbling in that commentary as well. Uh, with us, it's very decent of you to chip in. It's a yeah, <laughs> thanks very much. Um, we're at the time of recording, the, these things come out uh, in, in a few months' time. At the time of recording, Armor of God is out on 88 Films uh, Blu ray Deluxe Edition. Uh, the limited edition is selling fast. Maybe when you hear this, this limited edition is a bit out of circulation, but uh, we're one of the uh, uh, we're on one of the free commentary tracks on the 88 Films release of Armor of God. By the time you hear this, uh, the 88 Films Blu-ray release of Monkey Kung Fu might be out. And at the time of recording, there are two more titles that we've delivered that are not yet disclosed um, officially. So um, the, this uh, we had a busy 2021 in terms of uh, recording and prepping. And uh, then uh, time needs to do its thing in terms of uh, reaching uh, consumers' uh, pretty little hands. And uh, they are starting to, to do so. So... It's a, uh, it's exciting to uh, we we work within our bubble. It's uh, it, it's the one thing I can't wrap my head around because we we sit here in front of our mics and do the work, and we I know we send it out to the world in terms of the podcasts and the commentaries, but it's still ever so slightly strange that um, it's uh, being screened, enjoyed, consumed, and it's uh, for you know f- you know for the podcasts. 
I, I can understand it. It's going to reach uh, people's ears that way. But now we're, we're putting products out. We're part of uh, be products being put out in the world. And that's ever so slightly strange to um, to experience. But it's a good experience. Yeah, we're actually sitting there on a shelf somewhere, Ken. Yeah, I have mine go. as well. Somebody will turn it over and say, Ken, you're, you're sitting on a shelf. Oh my God, I'm on a shelf. I'm written down in black and white. Somebody picks me up and takes me home. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Like I say, you know, all that good good stuff comes out this year that we've done and hard work and you know, that might continue. Um, Monkey Kong Fu, yes, like I say, might be an outfit. He's going to get it because uh, proud of that one. Um, lots and lots of fun. But yes, onwards and upwards, and um, yeah, we'll see how we go. But um, we should we should see how Leon does in. Uh, City. It's been a little weird um, going back to like the podcast series. We've been so uh, wrap, wrapped up in our uh, commentary, research, and recording for for something we can't uh, disclose. So, uh, but uh, it, it's also the good kind of weird. So uh, let's uh, get, get into the discussing what is arguably quite a weird film for for Hong Kong cinema. At any rate, uh, this wasn't what they did every week. Uh, a, a wicked city type of film, but um, who else uh, could head such a production uh, other than uh, Choi Huck? It really makes sense that it's this is his uh, producing baby, and uh, as the notes will detail, it might be pretty much his directing baby as well, even though he isn't the credited director. But uh, we'll get into it. Uh, some uh, brief uh, contact information before we launch into this uh, episode. And, and yeah, we will do episodes on Leon Lai where we have two movies in each episode. Uh, it's just uh, it's just plain math, really, to, to get us smoothly to nine movies without uh, overstacking the episodes. So the first two are single, and then we're going to have some dual episodes um, coming up in the future. So we're not going to elongate the series unnecessarily by doing nine episodes on nine movies but uh, anyway if you care about that stuff now you know and some uh, brief contact information and this is podcast on fire on the podcast on fire network and the back catalog of the leon Lai series the michael wong acting series the george lamb acting series and so forth that back catalog and uh, the rest of uh, the podcast on fire is uh, located on podcastonfire.com and uh, you can check out our shows on korean cinema and japanese cinema and the likes and we have bonus episodes too, including ones done by me and Phil. If you have any questions or feedback, uh, let us know what you thought of uh, Wicked City, IOV, anime or live action film. You can do so on email, podcastonfire at googlemail.com. You can discuss with us on that very topic on uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Podcast on Fire Network. And leave a like on our page as well in support. That would very much be appreciated. And we tweet over at the handle at Podcast on Fire. I write about a variety of uh, Hong Kong and Taiwanese uh, movies uh, like Wicked City on SoGoodReviews.com and I tweet and uh, I tweet, believe it or not, I do. And uh, my handle is at SoGoodReviews. I'm down with the kids, I tweet. And uh, subscribe to us on um, Apple Podcasts, stream us on Stitcher Radio and Spotify and uh, or wherever you get podcasts. So that's my plug and done. Phil, uh, when you're not uh, being uh, Blu-ray disc audio commentary uh, famous, uh, what else do you do online? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find us at eastonfilmfans.co.uk. Uh, also tweeting on tweet, Twitter a lot. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Get a YouTube channel as well and stuff that's uh, sitting there with some interviews and hopefully get some more soon when um, Fighting Spirit Film Festival kicks off again. So, um, yeah. Hard at work, plenty of reviews on there, plenty of things in the pipeline for this year. We're going to be busy, 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 busy. Um, yeah, so drop by and say hi. 
and uh, easternfilmfans.co.uk will be linked to in the show post as usual and we're going to kick this off first with a music uh, break I haven't even looked in who did if anyone did the uh, a theme song for Wicked City and if it was Leon Lai or Jackie because we got two heavenly kings here <laughs> you know trying to ha- have the throne to themselves by singing the theme for Wicked City so you know, look into that uh, when I'm editing who it was if it was someone but um, nevertheless uh, we're gonna hear some music from the Wicked City and uh, we'll be right back with the rundown and uh, to properly kick off the show And welcome back, and uh, the rundown of what's to come goes as follows. Uh, first, we'll do a little background section on the film's uh, book origins, uh, Wicked City, that is, uh, and then some notes on the anime film that followed out of Japan, based on uh, uh, based on the book series. Uh, there will be some further notes on the live-action film that Choi Hak uh, produced, including its reception. And then we conclude the episode by reviewing The Wicked City, the 1992 Hong Kong live action film. So uh, here we go. So uh, it is from 1992, and the plot uh, uh, from Hong Kong movie database for the Wicked City goes as follows Wicked City is set sometime in the future when human society has been infiltrated by an alien race known as the Raptors, a lizard like race that can assume a human form. The Raptors' uh, old leader, Daishu, played by Japanese actor Tatsuya Nakarai, wants to live in peace with the humans, but his hot-headed son, played by Roy Chung, won't have any part of it. He wants the Raptors to continue their ways of killing humans and taking over key companies and governmental agencies to eventually destroy the Earth. He's using drugs to do that as well. In response to the rash of killings caused by the Raptors, an underground group of special agents have been set up to try and stop them. Jackie Chung plays a rookie hotshot called Ken who has a particular distaste for the Raptors after his family got snuffed by them. He joins with veteran agent Taki, played by Leon Lai, and they are the best at their job, wasting Raptors with no vengeance. So that's how we enter the story. And although this Wicked City, the live one, is not a beat-by-beat remake of the animated film out of Japan, we, we do need to track back to its source, I think. And uh, Wicked City was a 1987 original video animation film, placing itself both in the horror and action genre, as well as uh, dark fantasy, as the wiki describes. And the animated film out of Japan was uh, not adapted from a, from a manga, comic book or anything, but rather a series of novels called Wicked City by author Hideyuki Kikuchi. And the film focused on the first book, uh, Blackguard, released in 1985. And in total, we've had 11 entries. um, And the latest was published in 2016, called Evil Mandala. The first three Wicked City books have been translated into English, uh, released across uh, 2009 and 2010. So there's uh, ways to enjoy at least part of the story. Uh, Going back to the 1987 Wicked City film, it was made by noted director Yoshiaki Kawajiri, 
Uh, he had been the co-director on 1984's Lensman, but directed Solo for the first time here, uh, making Wicked City, while also working as character designer, storyboard artist, animation director, and key animator. Really a guy who likes to get, in, get into the trenches and uh, and create uh, uh, create everything and be in charge of the decisions uh, that go into uh, the final directed piece. And fans of more adult-oriented and violent anime may also have seen his films Ninja Scroll, Demon City Shinjuku, Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust, and he also helmed the segment Program from the anthology film The Animatrix. And uh, he came on Wicked City expecting to do an original video animation short film because when they released these OVAs, there, there was no strict sense of it needs to be feature length. I mean, these were also series. Uh, so you, you got like a 40 minute episode one year, the next episode, uh, the year after, another 40 minutes, and so forth. So there, there was no set. So, like, it needs to be 80 minutes or 90 minutes. But the reason this went from a short film was that uh, Japan Home Video saw what uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri had produced and the decision was made to bump the project to feature length and it ended up being an 80-minute film that had more focus on characters, structure, design and uh, the animation was was probably improved uh, to some degree. Despite being produced for the video market, it did have a theatrical release in Japan. Uh, it also reached US and UK shows. Uh, it had two English dubs, one for the US and one for UK. And uh, it had a video released by Manga Entertainment, and it had since had uh, DVD and Blu-ray releases in the UK and US, but I think the US is the only one with both dubs and an audio commentary. I caught on to the anime craze, so to say, fairly late, but I was always aware that UK was a hot spot for these adult-oriented anime uh, titles, whether series or movies. Um, not always uncensored minded, uh, mind you, but uh, they had a place in the UK in the 90s uh, on shelves where the Talking Wicked City, Fist of the North Star, uh, Akira, of course, goes into the shelves. So you probably have some uh, visual memories of seeing these uh, on shelves uh, back in the 90s, titles like Wicked City, Akira, and so forth. Yeah, Fist of the North Star, I mean, obviously just stands out, doesn't it? Because it, it was that kind of, you know, Vampire Hunter D, Wicked City. Yeah, I picked, I picked them all up. Um, Akira obviously was massive. Started to get in, into into those kind of films. I think my mate got me into them, and they were like, they were just fun. We hadn't seen anything kind of like that, and it was just a genre that we really got into. And obviously, you mix it with martial arts. So I was into, you know, Fist of the North obviously really stands out. So you know, I kind of love that. So I was like, oh, okay, let's see more. Let's see more. Um, but I love the anime at the time, manga and the stuff. It all had kind of exploded in the UK. Um, yeah, it was it was fun times to be around. I have to say, and really artistic expressions too, because yeah. they were they weren't badly made. These original video animation titles, they were they were well budgeted and stylish uh, efforts. Kawajiri has a particular style. People associate him with blue a lot, and uh, but but really, it's his creative images, whether in uh, this one or in Just Scroll. They're really something. They really stand out that you 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 can say to yourself, especially back then. Well, I've never seen anything like that. And you're not even talking about the the sexual rapey stuff. You're talking about the, just how how fantasy and violence is conveyed and how um, complex it surely must be to put this together in anime form. It's often we haven't seen that kind of thing in the UK. Certainly, and you know. The cartoons they were, it wasn't anime. Anime come across, and this was like, wow, this was like cool. This was like like sex, violence, and everything else, you know, in anime. And it, it was cool. It, it, they're still great to watch today as well. I mean, they are, you know, 
they've still got a quality to them, but they've got fond memories, so yeah. I The, the only thing I dislike now, being uh, 100 billion years old as I am, <laughs> the, the dubbing, especially for the UK mm. market, was so... Yeah unnecessarily crass just to bump the rating it's so sweary that it's like it's bordering on like even quentin would say like reel it in buddy reel it in even tarantino once <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it includes like wicked city uh, cyber city or edo is a um popular title um it's an ova in like three parts that cavajiri also directed and that's just awfully sweary it's more legendary because cyber city 808 I think it's it's full title has an excellent score just uh, exclusively done for the UK version way better than the Japanese version but it's it, it's way too sweary uh, it's like uh, go over there and pick me up a fucking newspaper you fucking fuck like, come on <laughs> And, and 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 they talked about that in the doc in the doc for Cyber City that it was kind of it was kind of done like that to to stand out to um, plant uh, memories interviewers like uh, that it's adult and it's edgy exactly if they're the kids at the time it would have been that we cool and have you seen this line loads and loads it'd be it'd be cool it'd be it'd be seen as cool and then that's why they did it and more kids would pick them up and. Uh... Yeah, I did. I mean, I mean, I mean, the titles probably earned eighteen based on violence and stuff, but yes. still, so some titles when I watch them because I, I I still collect and I still have a fair amount of uh, uh, anime UK tapes because I I really like the, the visual presentation, very cool covers. But you watch them, that wasn't terribly violent, and then you remember, oh yeah, he said that fuck you, you fucking fuck. Yeah, that, that's probably why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like eighteen. Uh, but that's, it's not really charming to me to sit through mm. something like that. Yeah, like <laughs> he's wearing. I, I rarely watch the English dubs nowadays. Uh, so, uh, but uh, at least we have the options, and that's uh, that's what matters. But yeah, uh, we could say it is a, a quality title um, in terms of uh, the film that it is. Uh, it's not just uh, you know violence and nothing else. It's a it's a solid story. It's swift because it's only eighty minutes, and yeah, it's over and done with. So. Um, it's very good. Uh, as for the Choi Hark production, The Wicked City, it seems to navigate the Black God story differently. And whether his script uh, with uh, Roy Sito looked at other books in the series as well as the first book, it's difficult to say. I have a feeling they made up some stuff uh, here. But um, regardless, it, it's clearly that universe. Uh, that, I mean, the plot synopsis even hints at uh, that uh, these are aliens rather than demons from, from the Neverworld. So... You know, it's it's difficult to say how, which part of the skeleton they used and uh, which part they they didn't, or if they pulled from uh, other books. Um, uh, Choi Hak is a well-read man, so I can just imagine that he, if he had the ability to devour the Wicked City novels, then he would, and then put some ideas, sp- sprinkle some ideas into it. But um, I'm I'm gonna leave that up for debate and interpretation. He didn't direct this one though. Uh, the director was Peter Mack, who had done six films prior, including the ghost comedy Abracadabra. Uh, but um, if anyone has an insight into uh, the working methods of Choi Hak uh, and know how he works as a writer and producer, it's a safe bet that he sat in on directing or took over directing for several stretches. And uh, female lead uh, Michelle Reyes has said in, in an interview, um, reportedly, I couldn't find the interview, but it was quoted that Choi Hak did direct many scenes himself. 
so it happens and uh, so i wouldn't be surprised if it did happen on this one as well i also pulled some notes from lisa morton's book the cinema of troy hark where she initially calls the wicked city his most wickedly witty commentary on the 1997 handover from hong kong to china but also he's a marsh to anime this is kind of outside of my range of analyzing uh, this uh, the social commentary aspect but i generally know troy hark likes to inject social commentary in places you don't expect even in his cannibal comedy, We're Going to Eat You, from 1980. Uh, it's a little satirical take on um, on uh, communism, I believe. Lisa writes that um, in Wicked City, you, you have a city in which humans, i.e. Chinese and monsters, including one that's Caucasian, are fighting for control. And uh, the plot the intent is to drive the monsters slash Caucasians from Hong Kong, and battles are even taking place at what she calls Hong Kong's uh, architectural wonder, uh, the Bank of China building. But she also points out the film argues for human monster unity, and that's always the plot from Wicked City as well, uh, the anime. And it's a monster businessman, the Tatsuya Nakedai character, who argues for unity between the worlds uh, in question, and that the heritage left behind after the handover should be valued. And you also have Jackie Chung's character, Ken, as a human-monster hybrid, and that plays up the emotional, sympathetic beats. Uh, but as she also rightly rightly points out in the book, the film exists for taking the comic book stylings to live action and as a sort of a great motivation to honor the form and bring it to life and life since Choi Haki is a comic book fan, in particular of Japanese manga. Uh, he was obviously a driving force behind special effects in Hong Kong cinema, starting uh, with uh, Zoo, Warriors from the Magic Mountain, and this film in here in the 90s uses a variety of techniques to bring the abilities and forms of the humans and monsters and the scenarios to life. You have physical effects, wire techniques, double exposure, step printing, CG, in order to bring these fantastical sights to life. They're not perfect though. They, they are in their infancy within Hong Kong cinema to a degree, and in particular the computer effects, uh, but uh, we, we'll, we'll certainly give some notes on that. And it's also worth mentioning uh, that the production hired the services of uh, Japanese acting royalty in the form of Tatsuya Nakedai who plays uh, uh, the uh, the uh, businessman in question. He starred in Sword of Doom, Ran, and uh, tons of other movies. Uh, one of my favorite Japanese actors. And a few commands with his eyes, like he does. And uh, coincidentally, he was in Jojimbo as well, which is one of producer Choi Hak's favorite films. And uh, finally, before we get to the movie review, uh, The Wicked City earned a little over 10 million Hong Kong dollars on release, which was quite outside the top 10 films of the year it ended up at number 38 uh, at the end of the year uh, amongst the films released that year which was a year uh, 1992 dominated by Stephen Chow his uh, movie uh, Justice My Foot with Anita Moy was that year's uh, top earner but Choi Hak had productions uh, of his such as Swordsman 2 and the co-directed charity movie Twin Dragons in the top 10 so he wasn't on the outs or anything he was making um compelling movies and movies that the audiences perhaps were not ready for uh, the wicked city wasn't uh, you know the the spinny spinny stuff the spinny wire stuff that they all were familiar with in swordsman 2 this was um, this was different and so let's get to the review and as for my brief opinion it won't be remembered for its drama even though they're, they're trying to talk of uh, humanity and uh, they handle that straight uh, but it's rather a showcase for hong kong filmmakers uh, using their limited special effects resources and still delivering energetic images. Uh, I like the physical effects. They're pulled off with an admirable fast-paced energy. I think that's very entertaining. He is a trendsetter, Choi Hak, so he's pushing CGI, even though it isn't that uh, 
super successful here, but um, because it, it was a really an aspect that Hong Kong cinema took fully to heart until the latter half of the 90s, but I do like the physical stuff. And all this combo, plus the setting and the story, you know, man-demon universe, that makes me very comfortable. So I think it's a fun piece overall, but uh, boy oh boy is Leo, in Leo Lai, he's weak in this one. <laughs> so he's uh, not the memorable aspect, that's why he uh, was barely in my quick opinion. So what? <laughs> Just uh, bye. Go. Uh, yeah. Uh, for myself, yeah, yeah, I do totally agree. It's um, a little bit style over substance, but I like the style. I like what Choi Hark's bringing to this as well. Um, I like what he's doing here. He's pushing boundaries. You look at it now, and he won't. But you can still see. You can still see. And I like the style of it. I like the concept and the universe. I love the anime. So um, rifting on that, and he does take some you know, big plot points from that and bring that across and stuff. I prefer the anime, I have to say. Um, it's it's much it's much bit better, slicker. The acting's probably better. Um, so that'll probably lead towards where I'm going with that. But um, from a film point of view, yeah, it's a joy. It's a joy to watch. There's a new kind of set piece in Summit for your eyeballs to just, like, pop out at, um, at every turn. And I, I enjoy it for that. I enjoyed it from that point of view. Yeah, most of my notes are of the sort of technical and the style here, which I very much yes. enjoy. But uh, because it's not, it's not much of a movie, but that's okay. You get the story, but it really is a technical showcase, if anything. Mm. Uh, but but the voiceover that we get at the beginning of the film it suggests uh, this pessimism, uh, an infected city of parasites. So if he was talking about the 1997 handover, then uh, he, he was very much pessimistic, <laughs> you know. But yeah. uh, but but I can't really bre- break that down. Sometimes you don't know if that's tongue in cheek. Yeah, and right at the start, it's very, very clever because obviously they start in like Japan, which like the anime, and then very quickly they go our wicked city. Hong Kong. Okay, that's a good way to switch it. I like that. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, the title card doesn't actually say the Wicked City. It says our no. Wicked City. Um, so uh, it uh, it might work even better, you know. Yeah. And and, and that opening. I mean, we we said that it's really not adapting the the anime through and through. But that opening is um, straight from the anime. Yeah. The the encounter that Taki, which is the same name in the anime as Leon Lai has here, at least in the subtitles, they say something different in Cantonese. But uh, his encounter with uh, the woman that turns into the spider woman, it's straight from the anime. Ironically, it's not from the books. The, the, the encounter with the spider woman was something that uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri, the director of the anime, made up himself. And it's really become one of the uh, most enduring images from Wicked City. Like, oh my god! Yeah, exactly. And he's great in the anime. I, I, I'm, I'm a bigger role in the anime than the film and stuff. And he, like you say, he's quite, he became quite iconic, which is kind of cool but they do capture that in in the film which is they which they, is... they sort of I, I admire that they try it's clear yeah. that i'm not sure we can pull this off but let's okay let's try something here we ca- we don't have the cg effects to do like a full spider demon woman so uh so let's uh, light it all in blue tilt our camera angles establish that uh, leon lai is this black god with the spirit bullet gun and let's just head into the effects work and it's fine when they fade from, not morph, but fade from, and it's double exposure stuff, I suppose, where a hand turns turns into a demon hand, and uh, that's fine. It's a little bit in its infancy, and uh, the sight of the Spider-Woman, it's, I suppose it's what they could do. They have the physical Spider-Woman legs, and then the actress's head in the middle, and, you know, so it's a mixture of, like, pop her head up, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll operate the little... With a little uh, spider legs, and 
that'll be fine, I suppose. Uh, and there are some quick full shots of the spider, some blurry shots, but they're, they're over quick and I don't think they could do it that extensively it's disguised with blurriness and cut out frames but it's very neat and the thing i like very much and i'm I'm an old school thought but i still like that these are it's really a physical creation that they put on put on screen here uh, even though it is rubbering rubbering glue and goo but it's still a physical uh manifestation and i very much appreciate that so i thought for what they had and what they could do and no one had really done this it's fine. Absolutely fine. We got the Spider-Woman live. Was it ever a problem for you that they, oh, they're they not good at the, the special effects stuff? This needs a few years to down the line to properly work or, or, or you were never taken out of it? Yeah, you switch, you switch your 21st century out. You switch it off a little bit and go and you transport yourself back to, to a certain extent. I mean, you know, you, we've been, uh, we're lucky to have and, and, and evolved and cinemas evolved to do some truly wonderful things on screen. But also, they do consider the technology got some truly awful things with it as well, and you forget about the acting, but and and probably do for this feature to a certain extent. But at the time, you can appreciate what they were trying to do and and how they were trying to replicate some of that. And you're right, you couldn't have had the Spider Woman longer in the film like the anime because you just but for, to drop it in and do that, I thought was brave. And, and it works for, for what it is, and it was a nice touch, and I think fans of the anime would have appreciated it, certainly at the time, and would appreciate that now. I don't think they would have appreciated that, that, that this version of Taki is Leon Lai. No, maybe not. <laughs> he's, he, he, he's so miscast in this role, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but he is. He's attempting to look masculine at points, and that, oh, oof. Yeah, the anime is a big blow. It's like, <laughs> oh, God, let me pull out, let me pull out... Um, any Jack Reacher fans out there, Jack Reacher is like six foot five, built like a brick shit out, and they they put Tom Cruise in. I love Tom Cruise; he's great, but he ain't Jack Reacher. Um, and it's the same here. You know, he should be massive, six foot bloke and stuff, Japanese, um, big bone. You know, look after himself. And Leon, I just doesn't. He's too small. He's tiny. He's like, no, it doesn't doesn't fit. You see the anime, and then you watch this. If you're not seen it, you wouldn't know. But if you have and you're a fan of it, you'd be like. No, Leon, no, 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 that's wrong. He, he looks young and awkward. And then yeah. th- then when he's saved by Jackie Chung as his partner, which is a, a new element to us, uh, he didn't have a part, uh, he didn't have a partner. Uh, well, he, he had the, the, the black god of the demon world, the woman, which uh, Michelle Reyes is playing a variation of here, but we didn't have a uh, male human demon partner. And when Jackie Chung bursts in here, that was like, cost him instead. He would fit yeah, Taki yeah, exactly. decently because um, he. I like him better as an actor, I really do. But mm, um, yeah. he um, he fit that sort of kick-ass uh, role a little bit better. And uh, you know, the dispatch of the Spider Woman where they sever her head, and that's a physical effect. That 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 is all very quick cut and fun. And so I very much enjoy how they uh, work their their prior knowledge, but also trying to add some new knowledge working effects uh, and and uh, you should have Choi Hack around for that experimentation whether you fall flat on your face or not um. yeah and, and this is a running theme for it I mean I'm sure we'll pull out some more stuff but it's a running theme that Leon unfortunately he's, he's, he's bland in this to say the least and everything that pops out is what you see on the screen behind it and the effects and what they're trying to do um, but Leon just doesn't know he just hasn't got the the charisma to pull off um, tacky from the first version. 
unfortunately. I mean, he has to go up against Tatsuya Nakedai, and uh, it's very unfair, of course, but he's still not good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and Tatsuya Nakedai is, I suppose, playing a version of the Giuseppe Maillard character from the anime, but uh, it isn't straight from it. He's someone who's looking for unity, and the Maillard character was someone they escorted in Wicked City to the peace treaty. So, so, so I think they're, yeah. they're in design, I think they're hinting a fair yeah. amount towards it. Maillard had, you know, uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, goatee, a little bit of beard. He, he said not, you, you can't say he's fully human, so he looks at slightly monstrous. So they add some things on top of Tatsuya Nakedai to to uh, resemble the Maillard character. Yeah, they did. And Tatsuya did, to, to a certain extent, and I, I quite appreciated that because it did just uh, just a lot taller. But um, yeah, <laughs> it was... Uh, and, and not as pervy as in the Wicked City where he wants to experience the nightlife. A lot less pervy than the anime. This is why the anime is so much fun. But he did remind me of the characters quite... I, quite, I appreciated that, I have to say, from that point of view. So yeah. But then, but then you sort of, I suppose, realised that it's... I'm I'm in two minds whether Choi Hak is uh, channeling later books or is inventing his own wicked city here because uh, the the Makie character that Michelle Reyes essentially plays she's called Windy here she has a connection to to the Nakadai character the Maillard of this movie and this uh, is standing by him and is protected by him and they're they're, they're unified demons in in this uh, in this war so. It it looks like he's inventing storylines, which is okay, uh, and yeah. uh, it it makes for like a neat viewing because it isn't a redundant thing to watch them back to back. In some respects, they feel like different uh, different films with images, de- therefore lifted from the anime in it, and and I suppose that's fine. Uh, it, it, it's a fun film at the very least. Um, yeah, exactly, and it is, and it's that world. I mean, if you watch the anime first and watch this after you get an appreciation i think i think you appreciate because the anime you probably is better but you'd be in that world it's still in that kind of same world and there's beats to it so you know it's not too dissimilar stuff yet to help would be it building his creating his own path wouldn't his own story within it but you know it's on that it's on that road and stuff so like i say not too dissimilar i've got mentioned uh, we've had uh, japanese acting royalty um in uh, Hong Kong cinema before and uh, after this. I mean, uh, going back to Saga of the Phoenix, you had uh, Satoichi himself in there, Shintaro Katsu, and yeah. uh, then Sunny Chiba, of course, in Storm Riders, uh, uh, acting up a storm, literally, and uh, being the best thing about Storm Riders. So, uh, so yeah, they, they managed to uh, to get them here, and that's uh, that's very exciting. Um, there There is some uh, Hong Kong-style gunplay, which they it's in their wheelhouse. So that's when I think Leon looks good when he's unloading bullets and the camera is very much on the move, so that looks cool. But uh, the movie isn't uh, heavy on those uh, type of uh, uh, scenarios or anything. Yeah. Um, and, and also, going back to the story, it's, it's suggested that it's, it's taking place uh, a few books in com- compared to... Uh, uh, Wicked City, Blackguard, because here you have a character like Jackie Chung's Ken, who is a product of the man-monster union, the mix of DNA. So it must. So 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 you think to yourself, well, this be must be generations after the the unity, uh, the peace treaty in Wicked City. But then again, then you have the Machia character that Michelle Reyes essentially plays, and. It, it it all to me ultimately and I, I know I was on the fence but uh, to me ultimately it feels like Choi Hak is uh, just crafting his own little book here I suppose of Wicked City and uh, and, and making sure to hit the familiar images 
because um, p- people would have seen Wicked City and not be super familiar with the entire series of Black or uh, of Wicked City up to that point. So, uh, uh, because um, she she is clearly Machia because she has the fingernail laser weapons from the anime as well. So it's de- so it's not a different character as such either. So and, and all that's fine. Uh, it was just a ni- nice thing to analyze, I suppose. Uh, uh, and even Tatsuya Nakadai's uh, Daishu expands on all of this by saying demons have been part of human society for years and influenced their economy. So we're we're uh, we're, we're definitely a, a few years in, um, and, and they're, they're working under the radar, of course. But uh, uh, so uh, they're they're still looking for unity and, and a peace treaty. But it's it's all. A little bit into the story, it seems. A new story, it seems, as well. Uh, and uh, that's absolutely fine. Again, the drama isn't the strongest in this movie. So there's a misplaced, overwrought partner drama of the... Jackie Chung, at one point, plays quite calm uh, as a frustrated man monster. And then, then he starts to shout out, out of the blue, like... I hate being this <laughs> and, and and I love Jackie, but he, even he appears a bit awkward in the, in the acting direct direction here it's almost like we just need to get this stuff over with so we can get back to our special effects shit exactly yeah the whole thing did yeah exactly it did it did smack of that somewhat yeah like i say the the character arcs weren't there it was just do a it was punctuated right do this now and flip from this you know quite quite as you say quite fine with it all to, to not zero to a hundred in because that's that's what you need to do and you don't get that feel for the characters. You don't build that up, so therefore you're not going. They're not going to be as likable from that point of view. So yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think she looks great though, Michelle Reyes. Um, she she is shot beautifully in that stylish way that would evoke comic book origins, even though this wasn't a comic book. But um, you know, it's that classic sort of. Uh, uh, light, lighter in blue, push the camera into her, and then have the fans going in strategic places to her, for her to sort of look great and steely and cool. But uh, damn it, that works. Uh, Absolutely does. For instance, there is a scene, and uh, I think she's lying in the car and Leon's lap and stuff, and she says, uh, "Tacky, I'm hot." And I was like, "I know you are. I know you are. I can see that. God damn it! Yes. You're goddamn hot." <laughs> It's true, uh, but 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 yeah. Even though she's not getting much of an arc, I think she's putting in the most uh, emotional work here. Uh, but she she's she has unfortunately Leon to play against, and that doesn't work. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that just to be mean. It simply doesn't work. At at one point, there is a little romantic flashback because they have a story together, Taki and uh, Windy. And in the flashback, uh, you see uh, Leon like give uh, Michelle uh, uh, her necklace. And then it's either that they were blowing the fans so hard so Leon Lai had to squint and then try and look, you know, all masculine and suave. <laughs> I looked at that. You look dumb. <laughs> Who would fall in love with you? Well, <laughs> this is, yeah, and this is it. And I'm referring to it, and it's so great to revisit the anime because you forget, but there is an emotional pull in the anime. And you don't get that because you haven't got the click with Michelle and Leon in this and you have the same because it is just done as a let's see how many different special effects I can do for a movie and let's not worry about what the actors are doing they'll just hit the notes when they need to which is a shame because if you got two people that were emotionally connected you could have had more of an emotional bond with it now don't get me wrong some people will enjoy it anyway for what it is and that's fine and stuff but again let me refer back to the anime where there was that real pull 
between them and you wanted to see them, you know, come together and stuff and fall for everything that happened with them. It was not overwrought in the anime. It was quite, um, we won't spoil it because it really comes to fruition at the end of it, uh, w- what the true uh, meaning of their story was and yeah, exactly. w- what their part in uh, the peace treaty was. I, I always liked that um, twist and uh, he wasn't over. He wasn't overwrought and melodramatic about it. Yeah, there's a point to it. And now they, they, they touch on that within the, the film. Um, it just doesn't have the emotional pull that the anime did and stuff. And, and they could have made more of that. But um, I just don't think that was the, the aim for this particular yeah. film. It was more uh, style over, over substance. And I suppose you need to be a viewer that either goes with the special effects techniques at yeah. hand or you don't. Because the, the concept of liquid demons here is essentially big, big old plastic gooey top <laughs> that Joy Hawk and crew pull over a car that's supposed to uh, you know invade that car and consume that car but I'm, I'm so happy it's here because it shows that they weren't backing down from like we can't do a liquid so we, we, we need to pull something over the car because we can control that so that's how we do we use we create liquid via plastic I, I very much like that and then you know you get you get physical physical effects you know victims detonate and hands blow up and heads blow up and puppets blow up and uh, there, there there's a bunch of different special effects technique that it it's it ultimately is a fantastical world that they make physical it doesn't feel all fakey and superimposed all the time and uh, that's a big plus for the movie I think yeah that it's it isn't uh, a lot of reacting to nothing and he says a lot about the movie because you know, we've both been quite clear that, you know, Leon, you know, pretty much sucks in this. We just, just drive it. So. <laughs> yeah. Which is a bit harsh, but it's true. Like, yeah. There's going to be bumps in the road, Leon. We'll get there. Don't worry and stuff. Yeah. We, we, you know, it's one of those. There's going to be bumps in the road. But, you know, but we're, we're talking more about the film because the film, you know, it is like style over sunset, but it's it's really enjoyable. It's, you know, go and see it. You should do, but not for Leon. It's, it's, as, it's as simple as that. But there's so much fun pack stuff within there. And we've not even touched Roy yet. I mean, it's it's it is. Who fun. can touch Roy in the? Uh, let's say you, you're going to play a bad guy again. He, uh, yep, he's the he's the big bad here, of course. And um, he uh, he has a favorite. Well, I wrote in my notes. Uh, he he's with his favorite affirmation demon, the the Western girl that loves him and uh, will do anything for him. And she can turn into a car. She can turn into a plane. But she can also turn turn into a pinball game that you <laughs> that naturally Roy gets to thrust, and then you cut the inserts of the actress uh, with her head uh, in the pinball game or under the pinball game. It's it's old school effects, but it very much works, and that's an energy of the film. This uh, lusty energy that I very much enjoyed because Roy Roy has no shame and bless him for it. He's a terrific actor and he goes for it. So he's there on the set, just asked by Peter Mac or Choi Hak, just. Like, like thrust against the pinball machine thrust against it we're gonna make it work in editing <laughs> yeah exactly don't worry about it we'll make this work and he does and he does and he yeah and that symbolizes what this film's all about just putting it out there and going for it and yeah bless Roy he does he just goes for it and that's I like him as an actor um, should get more credit in things and stuff but um, just yeah wacky offbeat but he's great in there I quite enjoyed I quite enjoyed his uh his role in this but yeah the pinball scene was just uh just epic the, the best action scene i think is uh it takes place during the drug exchange at the docks where michelle ray's character is uh, uh, working undercover uh, as a driver trying to get back at uh, 
uh, Roy Chung's uh, character. And I really like when that kicks off because uh, Roy Chung's character, he notices that it's windy sitting there in the front seat. Uh, so he go- goes out the top of the car. And uh, so obviously the top of the car needs to uh, needs to be removed. And you got these quick cuts of... Uh, dummies and explosions and inserts of actors, the superimposed nail laser effect that uh, splits cars in two, and quite wide-angle wire shots that goes on for quite a while, which is Hong Kong's bread and butter. And uh, then Roy Chung grows a tentacle, which is uh, a physical effect as well. And uh, that sequence really got uh, pace right for me between the physical elements and the and the new effects that they're doing and the old effects that they have been doing since uh, Choi Hak uh, brought Swordsman to the table and Sue to the table. So that sequence at the docks really I think is uh, the strongest one when all elements uh, are combined, you know. Yeah, I yeah, know. I totally agree. Um, that's where your uh, Hong Kong action comes in. It's 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 uh, familiar. It's nice. It's comforting. I you know I'm always a fan of the action as well, but I really did enjoy that particular thing. Um, set piece and stuff. Not to take away from the end for for various different reasons, but this one really stood out from a from an end to end piece. And yeah, and again, it, I like the uh, I like her laser hands. Michelle's laser hands. They're not always aligned necessarily with her uh, hands. You, you can see the laser like uh, as it's superimposed, but I, I don't mind that at all. It's uh, I think it's cool that that turns up in live action, and I'm I'm willing to forgive those flaws because uh, these weren't makers that backed off a challenge or anything. Yeah. So it's very good. Uh, I have some minor notes left, some like uh, a note from here, a note from here, a note from there, but uh, they're not really part of the analysis as such. Uh, but so I wanted to say uh, we haven't mentioned that Yun Wo Ping is in this movie. He plays the superior of uh, of uh, Taki and uh, Ken's and a uh, bit of an asshole most of the time. Even though it comes out of nowhere uh, that he has a little bit of change of hypocritical change of heart directed to Jackie Chung's character because he is clearly he, he doesn't he only put him on the force as a favor to to Ken's father, but doesn't like that he has a monster on the force. And the reason it works well for a minute here that is there is because i think jackie chung is also quite good at um at getting that sympathy across even when he's in his uh, lizard uh, makeup uh, he he's invested and i i like that thread for for a little uh the short while it uh it was mm. on screen because uh jackie is playing it well and uh and and then yung Ping uh, had this quick change of heart but it wasn't terrible especially since nothing really has worked emotionally prior it was nice to see oh, this kind of clicks i don't mind it yeah yeah i know what you're saying yeah they had a turn and stuff i suppose it was pleasant i think from everything else and stuff at least it was pleasant it was yeah it was okay you know the exchange yeah okay it passed over me, I have to say, but um, I wasn't displeased with it, you know, from that point of view. Um, so let's go through the minor notes here, because we, 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 we've sort of um, stated that, uh, yeah, it's fun. It works. In some places, it's super, super doesn't work. So uh, let's uh, do my small notes here. You can do your small notes here. Uh, there's quite a bit of expository dubbing here where people don't speak. You can clearly see that at one point, uh, Nakadai and... Uh, and Michelle Reyes, they're healing themselves at a power station, and Nakeda is groaning while he's being healed and charged up again, and they place a lot of dialogue in him there, expository dialogue, where he's clearly not uh, talking, either Chinese or Japanese. 
So it's one of those things where we we gotta find some places to clarify the story. So let's. Uh, is he moving his lips a little bit? Okay, <laughs> just stop it. But it's one of those things. You 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 can sort of see the filmmaking uh, cogs turning there. We didn't see this in the anime. Human powered magic turns up here. So maybe that turned up later in the Wicked City novel series. Uh, but uh, they uh, humans uh, do know magic here. I like Tatsuya Nakeda. He looks incredibly cool despite interacting with Robert Cheesy practical effects. He must have felt odd where, without knowing how this would assemble, especially interacting with the transforming woman that he turns into a motorbike and then drives off. And it's just Tatsuya Nakeda and Handlebars and the lady in front of him. <laughs> you know, acting as the taillights, not taillights, but front lights, essentially. And then you cut to actual an actual motorbike and stunt uh, and, and a stunt person on that. But I could just see that Tatsuya Nakedai saying to himself, like, I'm getting paid. I was in Sword of Doom. I was in Ran. I was in Jojimbo. But this is what I'm doing right now. So I'm on, on a motorbike, I am. Rum, 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 rum. <laughs> I think Wong Gibbs would not forgive me if I didn't mention the fact that uh, they use uh, plastic toys here in the effects work. Plastic toy men. I didn't know. I don't know if you saw this, but one sequence where they uh, Leon Lai and crew parachute out of a, an airplane, they attach uh, parachutes to uh, toy figures as they as they go down towards the ground. Sorry, Ken. I thought you were talking about. Leon being plastic. I'm, I'm, I'm coming up to that. I'm coming up to that. This is just a warm-up to the fact <laughs> oh, that... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've spoiled it. <laughs> the experimental special effects are a little bit too experimental when they use very floaty, very light uh, action figures uh, acting as humans. Uh, that's kind of terrible. The most terrible use of a plastic uh, toy. At one point, Leon Lai is uh, firing his gun at, an, at a plane going um, over him, right? Yeah. It's towards the end of the film. And the plane model passes overhead, and they film from behind a toy figure that's supposed to be Leon, and they rock him ever so slightly. So Leon Lai is now a toy man, and no one noticed much of a difference. Hey, bomb bomb. I like it. I see what you did, I think. That was really good. It's like Choi Hark, what were you thinking? <laughs> like... <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I throw in everything the kids are saying, I'm just going to do this anyway, I don't care at that point. They, did, they didn't even do a process shot where Leon Lai was like clearly green screened or in front of uh, this projection of sorts, right? They was this little toy man that they uh, that they tried to put little toy glasses on, or perhaps, uh, or maybe a little toy suit, <laughs> but... Uh, it's 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 two those two shots. The parachute shot is okay, but that shot of Leon Lai shooting at the plane, but he's a very small toy man. Uh, it's uh, pretty bad. I'm gonna have to revisit it in there. Yeah, <laughs> look for that. I mean, it's on screen for like three or four seconds, so it's uh, it's not uh, frame and then it's uh, gone or anything. So uh, it's pretty 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 magical. One of those days where Choi Hak uh, went away and like some other brave crew person, like, I, I got an idea, like, the, the master will love this idea, let's buy some toy men, and then let's uh, let's have that be Leon Lai, no one will know. <laughs> but it doesn't make me dislike uh, the film, it's just wow. Yeah, because they they still have stuff to do in that finale with uh, Roy Chung in full lizard mode and the plane and uh, the the fight on top of the plane. So it's all it's all good. They don't focus the entire finale around Leo Lai firing at the plane, and then you get that shot because there's way 
too much other stuff to, that goes on in the finale, including uh, including that uh, where they uh, get uh, trapped in this uh, in this um, elevator uh, where the liquid transforming woman comes in, and that that that's all fun. So it's all it's all go from from the beginning and up to the end, and uh, those few shots uh, doesn't detract from my positive grade of of the film. So it um, depends on what kind of view you are, I suppose. Uh, if if you're okay with cracks in the special effects um, sort of um, sort of exterior, but uh, it was all good. Uh, so that's the end of my notes. Uh, so Leo Lie gets a thumbs thumbs down, but the movie uh, is still fun for me. So um, would have would have liked Jackie Chung as Taki instead. Any final words from you, Phil? Uh, more commonly, please. I would have helped. Yeah, she wasn't uh, used that extensively either. No, I wasn't used that extensively. She looks great on screen. Great, 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 great. And I've just, I've just managed to pull that scene that you were talked about with that plastic figure. And now I've seen it. I can't remove it from my head. <laughs> um, that is so good. God damn it! Even see, even watching these things, sometimes you miss it. Might have blinked. It is a blink, and you'll miss it. Scene. I have to be fair, and I've just, I've just had a look at it. That is so epic. Now, now the film is even more epic for having that in. I have to say, it's gone up in my estimation. I love it even more just for that plastic. I, I, I would love if the, it was another crew member that came up with it, and I would love if it was <laughs> Choi Hark and he still kept it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, I'd love I love. I'm gonna take respons- responsibility for my actions. I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna yeah, put it in the fucking so movie. I, I quite enjoyed the final scene after saying the planes. It's just bizarre, but by that point and stuff. He could have done anything, and he obviously did with Plastic Leon, and it works anyway, because by that point, you're just enjoying the fun ride of it all. Um, and on this occasion, yeah, Leon just doesn't cut the mustard and the plastic figure. Um, range supreme? Yeah, it's got more range. <laughs> so, so yeah, we need to be uh, harsh when uh, when uh, warranted, and uh, this was one such uh, case. But hey, it's, uh, it's a quirky thing when you think about it, like a live-action uh, version of the anime starring Leon Lai and Yung Wapeng and Jackie Chung and Michelle Reyes, and uh, Hong Kong did that. So why wouldn't you watch that? Uh, which is my, my sort of stock line for these things. So I would very much recommend it. And you can get it. it uh, it's been issued on uh, a variety of home uh, video editions. It was issued on Laserdisc and DVD in the US. Got both. It had a French DVD release, but now has a, a uh, Blu-ray release in Hong Kong, which uh, looks uh, absolutely fine. So some wonky subtitles, but looks and sounds absolutely fine, and you should uh, get it. It's Region A coded in this case, so uh, you need to have a Region All player to watch uh, Wicked City. But um, I think it's uh, it's uh, something you should uh, should uh, pursue if you find this uh, interesting uh, sounding. So, uh, so that's this Leon Lai movie. For you, so uh, we are going to um, head back into the think tank and re- think tank and research tank and uh, come up with the next uh, set of Leon Lai uh, movies. Uh, it's not fully planned out yet, but we're gonna hit movies such as Comrades, Almost a Love Story, Bodyguards and Assassins, um, and even the movie he directed, Wine Wars, in some shape or form. So uh, it, it's it's a fluid situation, but uh, those are the sort of uh, requisites, I think. And I, I haven't seen Bodyguards and Assassins, I never did back in the day, so it's gonna be interesting to uh, pursue it again. And uh, if that documentary is still out there about Teddy Chan's uh, struggles, to get bodyguards and assassins to the screen. There's a documentary called Development Hell that uh, accompanied the film. And if that's still out there, I would love to have a little, little peek at that, if that's even subtitled. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, that was an example of uh, 
it, it, it's not just a Leon movie, of course, it's a Donnie Yen movie. I think Takashi Kaneshiro is in it as well, I think, anyway. But uh, regardless, um, I think it's a good choice because um, I'm keen to to finally see it, of course. So, um, do you even remember anything from Leon's participation in Bodyguards and Assassins? I think he plays a beggar. I've seen him in like rags in stills. No. <laughs> I don't. Good grade. That's the good. Th- yeah, that's a good thing about Leon. I do see him in lots of films and stuff, but I haven't even taken any notice. So this is why the good thing is I'm focusing on these people, so we can have a good, hard look and examination and find out if uh, Leon lie or he should die, which is a bit harsh, but it's true. Um, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to revisiting to to check Leon out. I do remember seeing Bodyguards Assassin. I do have the film, and it was very enjoyable. We'll see what Leon. Um, comes out like for sure even if it's just a supporting role and, and yeah i i know he's in city hunter playing that god of gambler style character i'm not sure we're gonna do that i think it's a little bit of a too small part um because um yeah he's part of the action towards the end and all of that with uh, with everyone but uh, I, I i think it's uh, a little bit too much of a guest role to be honest, uh, in terms of uh, City Hunter, but uh, we can always find a place for City Hunter on the podcast on Fire Network in, in uh, other ways. So, uh, also an anime adaptation, and so uh, uh, perhaps uh, very much uh, in tune with uh, with the anime, considering how silly that Wong Jing movie is. But I, I think it's uh, it's it's quite quite in tune in some regards uh, to how a City Hunter character worked uh, worked in Japan, but. Uh, that's the story for nowadays, I suppose. Uh, but um, go get it if you're interested in Wicked City. And in the meantime, uh, for all your podcast on Fire Network needs, including the back catalogue of uh, the Leon Lie series and the podcast on Fire Network, uh, the podcast on Fire episodes, go to podcastonfire.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. Social media links in the show post at the top of the page as well to uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our iTunes feed. And uh, all that good stuff so i'm gonna head uh, hand over to phil for a final plug from from his end uh plug 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 easonfilmfans.co.uk plug 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 twitter and facebook plug 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 easonfilmfans fulgillen go buy armor of god now please from ATA films because it's brilliant yes indeed uh, i'm not used to plug, uh, <laughs> plugging plug, plug that we've had, we've had it in the pipeline well, by the way yeah <laughs> I, I make an appearance on the commentary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, mostly, yeah, just, just go and get it. It's uh, it's fun. Well, that's us then for the commentary. So let's do a proper goodbye. And I'll be Kenny B with me was uh, Phil G, podcast partner and audio commentary partner. So uh, say goodbye to the kind kids. Goodbye, kids. Watch Wicked City, kids. There's, there's a guy who frosts a pinball machine. And there's toys in it as well. There's toys, there's toys in the movie. Toys, pinball and frosting. Go get him, kids!